Hey so everyone, to me. welcome to my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You're so mean. Oh my god. That, that video of Zach Efron and his brother jumping, bungee jumping, who would, I don't understand, why, who wants to jump off of things? Did you see the part where he was wearing the hat though and his hat flew off? That, to me, was just... It's stupid. Now, I talk bad about... about Yes, you do. Zac Efron, because I love him. Okay, but stupidity is stupidity. But he dumb for wearing a hat. It's dumb. Remember when you jumped out of a plane? Yeah. Remember you when you never that? got on a plane? I refused. Scared to... I'm not scared. you were a... I'm not scared. Titty I'm not scared. I'm not, I'm... Okay, prove it. <laughs> I don't have to prove anything. I'm not scared, because... I don't need to get on a plane, so there's just nothing for me to be scared Yes, of. <laughs> you do. I don't You're believe in flying. You're literally dumb. I don't believe in flying. I don't think it's... I just don't think it's natural. <laughs> it's not natural to be that high up off the ground. It's just too much. You're an idiot. I mean, I am, but not about that. Maybe, maybe I am on to something. And everyone else needs to fall in line. Oh, I'm good. Alrighty. So, hello, everybody, and welcome back to You're Going to Die in There, an American Horror Story podcast. I am one of your hosts. I'm Taylor Doherty. And this week I have with me the body that landed on the ground after <laughs> jumping out of a plane. No, I didn't go splat. My cousin Mason did come up to me after, and he goes, I'm glad you didn't go splat. Me too, Mason. Me too. Anyways, what's your name, Haley Grace? I just said your name. <laughs> what's your name, Haley Grace? <laughs> Introduce yourself to the audience. <laughs> You're an idiot. I know, yes. All right, so today we are in the home stretch of American Horror Story Asylum. We are going to be going over episodes 11 and 12 continuum and spilt milk but not in that order spilt milk comes first <laughs> when i was scrolled down to continuum so i said that one first <laughs> um episode 11 is spilt milk and episode 12 is continuum and then we'll be moving on to the finale in the next episode so i cannot believe we've made it all the way through asylum I was I was a little worried about doing this season to be honest with you because it's so dark. But I think we've done pretty well. I think we've uh, I think we've um, been very realistic about what's going on in the show while also having some levity. So I find it to be a success. Alrighty, so let's move on to our first category of the week, and that is the Lana Winter Special. Equally reviled and celebrated, she is one of the most provocative and polarizing figures of our time. Lee Harris has agreed to an interview live on television. Welcome to the Lana Winter Special. And of course, in this category, we talk about breaking AHS news. And we've got a little bit of news regarding both Double Feature and American Horror Stories. Um, while we don't have official premiere dates, there have been... Uh, it's like really stupid the way they've kind of done it. They've kind of just 
hinted at when things will be airing and when things will be ending. So, supposedly, American Horror Stories is going to start on Hulu in July at some time, and then Double Feature is supposed to premiere after American Horror Stories is done. And Double Feature is set to supposedly wrap up around Halloween time. Why they don't just give it a date, I don't really know. But that is the tea. Um, American Horror Story um, Double Feature is set to have 10 episodes and American Horror Stories is also set to have 10 and I don't I, I don't really know why they won't just say the date which leads me to believe they don't really know so that's stressing me out but um, I think we're gonna have a jam-packed summer and fall full of American Horror Story I'm excited yay Did you just sneeze? No, I laughed. Oh, it sounded like a sneeze. I snorted, you dummy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so lots to look forward to there. Um, and also, like, as of today, this week, in fact, um, American Horror Stories is supposedly filming a Christmas-themed episode, so we're going to have another, hopefully, homicidal Santa. Santa, bye-bye. <laughs> Santa, bye-bye. <laughs> um, like, literally today, as of this recording, I'm looking at pictures of Danny Trejo. I hope that's how you say his name, because I don't want to butcher it. Sorry if I did. Um, of Spy Kids fame... Machete. He hmm. has been spotted in um, the Christmas episode. And they're filming at a mall right now in front of a pack sun, as one does. So, probably gonna get some uh, homicidal Santa action. Very, very, very happy. What the hell was that? My water bottle. <laughs> Okay. I heard that. <laughs> I thought I had my mic turned all the way down. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I just didn't know what it was. I was like, is she okay? <laughs> I was thirsty. You thirsty bitch. That's me. Basically. I'm the thirsty bitch. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all that's going on right now. We're, I think we're kind of in a little bit of a lull time before... Things are, like, officially announced, and we start seeing promos. So, I I would I would be expecting some, some kind of trailers or official photos, some kind of official announcement, probably coming in June at some point for probably American Horror Stories and Double Feature. Who knows? I also don't know anything. So, um, yeah. Oh, also, literally just refreshed the AHS zone. Page, we have some breaking news <laughs> of Charles Charles Melton, um, formerly of 
uh, Riverdale. Do you remember him? Yes, I know who that is. Okay, I didn't know. Also, he was I'm in... I'm not Uncultured Swine. I guess. Uncultured Swine. Don't know what Riverdale is. Um, also, he was in Hotel as Mr. Wu. Um, he is also in Episode 4 of American Horror Stories, the Christmas episode. So, literally, they just posted this. So, how about that? How about that? We got to break some news for you. Even though by the time you hear this, it'll be old news. <laughs> look at us! Look at us on the front lines doing it, doing it for you all. Um, alrighty. So that's all I got for news this week. So we'll let's go ahead and move right in to our episodes we are covering this week. Going to give you some production notes on Continuum. I wasn't able to find a lot on spilt milk that was particularly relevant but continuum i was able to find some so in that episode episode 12 they kind of split up the stories um so you kind of get a lot like a, a whole act with kit and his family you get a whole act with lana seeing everything that happened with her and then you get a whole act with um with sister jude judy and ryan murphy of course doing his um, interviews for these episodes, said, I think we just wanted to spend our time resolving a lot of these stories. I think it was interesting because a lot of the people, these actors have never been together. We've never had Alma and Grace and Kit all together. I think the idea was just to spend a good chunk of time with them and see what that relationship was like, which was very interesting with all the progressive, free love, civil rights stuff. So that was one thing. And then going to Lana... Um, he says all the Lana stuff was really modeled after Truman Capote and his complete in cold blood fame grab. Lana has sort of become Truman Capote meets Jacqueline Susan. I thought it was just fascinating and moving and totally understandable that after all of the horrors Lana endured, she took a refuge and solace in fame and money and celebrity and glamour. And it, I really understood that for her. And I love how they all dovetailed. So, Episode 12 really kind of goes into a lot of the aftermath of a lot of um, everyone's time at the asylum, particularly Kit and Lana. And, you know, it definitely shows that just because they left the asylum doesn't mean life was all sunshine and rainbows. So, that um, is some behind-the-scenes of Continuum. And I think we can move right into our episodes. Haley Grace, are you ready to dive into episode 11, Spilt Milk? Okay. Here we go! <laughs> that was Mario. Here, Here we, we go! go. <laughs> Here we go, Mario! It's a me, Mario! It's a me, Alana Winters! No? No, that wasn't as funny. Okay. You're like that girl on TikTok who thought she was really, really, she really. She really thought she was doing something. It's not as funny if you laugh at yourself every single TikTok, by the way. Those who do TikToks. There are people talking outside my window again, and I got concentrated on that. Oh, really? I don't hear them. I mean, you, you do live, like, right next to, like, the anyway. common ground. This is gross. I know it is. It's so gross. 
Uh, it's 2012. <laughs> Johnny Morgan sits in his home, which used to I be heard. Dr. I'm telling you, they out there. Damn, are they yelling? Party. You should like hit your window as if like. Tell them to shut up. I'm recording a podcast in here. Doing important things for humanity. So, like, I can hear y'all in my podcast recording. Can y'all just, like, shut up? Thanks. <laughs> anyway. So, 2012. Johnny Morgan is sitting in his home, which used to be Doc Threadson's apartment, waiting on his lady of the night, Pandora. <laughs> My favorite. I love when you say Lady of the Night. Like, it used to get on my nerves. Now I love it. <laughs> it's so elegant. It is. It's like, maybe I want to be a Lady of the Night. <laughs> <laughs> you can only call me that. <laughs> <laughs> so, he has got quite the amount of money. Um, because he is waiting on her to get there so he can fulfill his desire to suckle from her <laughs> lactating breasts. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I have a very specific request. I want mommy's milk. <laughs> oh my God. I just can't. I can't. And like, she gets there and she's like, she just gave birth, so she's, like, really ready to go. And I just, it's a lot. I mean, it's something. Say, say, say suckle again. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't like it. I know, that's why I want you to say it. <laughs> so, after Johnny <laughs> finishes... Having a little snack. <laughs> Not a snack. A uh, little midnight snack. Yeah. It's a little nice little drink. Gross. <laughs> Why isn't he like a normal person that I... can buy it off the internet? <laughs> Excuse me? That's normal? Why don't you just buy, like, baby formula? Isn't that, like, the same thing? Ew, no. Is it not? I don't know about babies. I don't like kids, so I'm never going to know that. But even then, I wouldn't drink formula. All it is I mean, is dehydrated milk. But um, you can milk. find... Are you an idiot? <laughs> I don't know Why would you about drink this? hydrated milk? That would just be milk. <laughs> okay, well, you just drink milk. <laughs> why you gotta dehydrate it why who asked for that who said that was normal cause it lasts longer you can store it for longer oh yeah but anyway why doesn't he just buy it off the black market some frozen breast milk I don't know I think there's probably like a if that's um, what he wants you know what you, you know what I think it is you know, Threatson at one point said that he liked skinning live people because it was, like, much more, like, fresh. Maybe it's the same concept here where he likes 
the milk straight from the boob. Because, he just likes boobies. Yeah. Maybe he likes it because it's very fresh and, like, right from the boob. After he finishes his snack, <laughs> Pandora is convinced that he has a mommy fixation. But he lets her know real quick that his fixation is specific. He feels abandoned by his estranged mother. Dot, dot, dot. Lana Winters. Mm-hmm. And at the mention of her name, he becomes enraged and attacks poor Pandora. His lady of the night. It sounds like someone's getting attacked outside your window. <laughs> Probably. Broad daylight. I don't know. The sun's starting to go down. That's when mm. crimes happen, right? True. Yeah, he like starts strangling her like it was her fault or something. Like, I'm sorry your mother didn't want you. That's not my problem. I said what I said. Mm-hmm. So then we flash back to 65. And Doc Threadson goes to get Kit out of his cell to take him to visit Grace and his child in the day room. Kit asks Grace what she remembers of her alien abduction. And she recalls the painful process of the baby, the baby being put inside her. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'll leave that one there. Yes. Yeah. So the baby grew quickly inside her because they in warp speed in the alien world. <laughs> warp speed. <laughs> <laughs> they they put it on a quick wash cycle Not instead a quick of wash. long. <laughs> Like, we have things to do. We don't have time for this 60-minute wash load. Oh, we're going to have to do the 30 <laughs> Why are one. we equating? Why are we equating? I did laundry yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I guess it would be the same thing as, like, a human pregnancy compared to an elephant. Elephants are pregnant for, like, two years. Two years? Something like that. Where are you getting this information? They're pregnant for a long time. Once again, you did not give me where you got this information. <laughs> I can't remember. She's like, I cannot reveal my source. <laughs> but it is 22 months is their gestation period. Not gestation. 22 months. A long That's a long time. No, thank you. Anyway, the aliens push fast forward. Gerda's <laughs> <laughs> baby. Um, Kit believes that Alma is dead, and he proposes to Grace. Mon Senior Timothy Howard takes the baby and puts the baby up for adoption. He's like, yeah, I don't think people are gonna like think that two people in an asylum should be raising a kid valid point if for the fact that 
kit really isn't crazy. Can't really say the same about Grace, though. <laughs> One of the valid points of the season. Yeah. So he's like, snatches that baby. Yeah, well. Good riddance. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So Mother Superior Claudia pulls Lana aside and tells her that she will help her get out of Briarcliff with her patient file as evidence. And she wants Lana to write and expose and dismantle Briarcliff. She says Someone's getting taken down right outside your window. Someone is getting yelled at. They're just talking. What are they talking about? I don't know. I'm trying to pay attention to what I'm doing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're too ADD anyway, so let's try to concentrate. Do you want to lose me? No. I don't. I don't. Okay. So before Lana exits, she retrieves the hidden confession tape. Thanks, Judy, before leaving. Promising to come back for her again. She's making an exit, but she's gonna come back because she don't really want to leave. I'm telling you, she if she wanted out of this place, she had every opportunity. Like by the end of the season, she has had like seven or eight different times where she could have just so simply don't not gone tell back. me, don't tell me that she tried to get out because just... she's stupid. I mean, I think this time, though, she has a little bit more of, like, like... like I'll be back to get well, you, Judy, okay. Judy. Yes, but she's going to come back once the place has been, like, taken down, theoretically. So she's not going back to, like, just stay there. She's going back, like, once it's all been I taken ain't stick a foot back in there. I mean, uh-uh. me either, y'all, though. Y'all fend for yourselves. Yeah, so I, but, yes. that Fight that, or flight. That, that is definitely me. I would not be going back at all. I'd be like, I'll send you a nice letter. I'll send you mm-hmm. a telegram. A singing telegram, maybe. Only if it's Buddy the Elf. Oh, no, I was thinking of the movie Clue. I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm singing. I'm in a star and I'm singing. Okay, I'm done. So, Lana puts on her wig. (laughs) (laughs) Disguises herself. (laughs) Not a wig. She's like, let me put on my blonde wig. Not really, she doesn't have a blonde wig. She puts on like a scarf because that's going to conceal everything. Exactly. That makes her look like a completely different person. Nobody recognizes her at all. I mean, I, I personally have never watched a show where someone puts on a wig and it changes their complete, like, It happens persona. all the time. They put on a hat and some glasses and nobody knows who they are. Some baggy clothes. You realize wow. I'm like, you, you, you realize I was being, like, facetious. I know, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, it's kind of like the Superman thing where it's like, he's got glasses on. And you're like, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Not totally different person. <laughs> like, ooh, are you damn blind? Or what the hell? Like, what? So, yeah. Anyway. Like, dumb. So, she's got her headscarf on and she's sneaking out, going down the staircase, and Threadson is trying to convince Kit to get Lana to turn over the tape. Lana sees them and that Kit is distracting Threadson, 
but he's also making sure that she hears his plan. Mm-hmm. Threadson suspects something, follows her outside where she's in the taxi looking it's back so at good. him. And she holds the tape up to the window and flips him the bird and drives so off good. into the sunset. Oh my god, this whole sequence is so good. It is like one of the most... Like, when she's going down the steps, it is, like, any second you think he's going to see her and just, like, grab her, and it's, like, then she makes it out. And then he sees her just as she's getting in the car, so she's basically already gone, and then she's like, fuck you. Oh, it's so good. Probably one of the best executed sequences in the entire series, if we're going to be honest, just because it's so effective. It's iconic. Iconic. It, and then... The one in Roanoke. <laughs> you they mean have, like about the that that one scene? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, it has about the same effect as this scene has on me. I re- do you remember seeing that? We just like died, <laughs> and then we spent the rest of the night trying to find a, a clip of it. And then I sent you that picture this week because I found it on my phone and I had to send it yes. to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, so when. Threadson gets home. Lana is there with a gun. She's like, yeah, bitch, you thought I was done with you? Think again. She's given the tapes to the popo. <laughs> and they're coming for him. Wee, 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 wee. What? That Sound was a popo coming. Skywalker Ranch is just shaking. <laughs> So he lets her know that he's quite okay with that and he's done having all his secrets and (laughs) makes him a martini and Lana keeps that gun pointed right at him. He's too calm. He's too calm. Like, it's like, of course, it's like the kind of calm when you like, when you know you've been got, you know, but still it's like, I don't trust you. Yeah. All Lana wants to know is what happened to Wendy's body and what Threadson did to her. He turns on the turns on a nice little fire, gets all nice and cozy with his martini, and he admits that he was gonna dispose of her body, but kept it on ice. And then there was a little bit of necrophilia that happened. It's just, it's 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 too much. And then after he that, he cut it up. Mm-mm. After Lana escaped, cut her up cremated her and scattered her across the state she deserves a proper burial the story's pretty complicated are you sure you want to hear all the details i want to know everything She was the first body I had that remained intact. I put her on ice just for you. I was going to dispose of the body, but once I realized how well things were going with us, I thought she could come in handy for practice, you know? It was awkward at first. Every approach I made felt false, artificial. Felt like she was watching me, being judgmental. I must confess I couldn't do it. I thought about plucking out her eyes, 
But then I thought, that's not real. I need to make this work. And so I turned her around. And finally it happened. More than once. It was a triumph. Better than I ever thought possible. Lana, Wendy allowed us to create this life you have growing inside of you. It's a little miracle if you think about it. Where's her body, goddammit? Well, after you left me, I had to dispose of all the evidence, so what I couldn't burn, I cut up. There are pieces of her scattered from Plymouth to Springfield. But you know what, Lana? We'll always have Paris. He goes for a nice little refill of his martini. And wee 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 the police are there. So he thinks that Lana will not keep the baby now that she's out of Briarcliff. So he won't ever see his child. Oh. <laughs> okay. She she says, Yeah, you're right. Um, revealing that he's gonna get zapped in the electric chair even if the baby is born time for a refill they're here drink up this is your last taste of alcohol now that you're out of Briarcliff, you'll never keep that baby, will you? Not a chance in hell. So I shouldn't expect a little Oliver to come visit every few months? Oh, even if I had this thing, you'd never see him. You're gonna fry in that chair. He says, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and that he's gonna go to an institution because he's gonna be deemed mentally unstable. I hardly think so, Lena. I'm clearly insane. Now, I'll be institutionalized. At the very worst, I'll live a long life in prison. Maybe I'll even start some therapy groups. God knows there are some disturbed individuals behind bars. He's going to live a life being taken care of at an institution. Mm. And little does she know that in his alcohol cabinet, there's a gun. And he says that Lana's, he, he's done with Lana. There's no other use for her. And someone gonna get shot. Someone gonna get shot. <laughs> we think it's someone gonna be Lana. Shot. Who's we it think gonna be? We think it's gonna be Lana, but then. As for you, I have no use for you anymore. Best you should just be known as my last victim. Is it Lana? Is it Threadson? Is it both? It's not. It's just Lana shooting Threadson Pop the in cap the head. All the way through the skull. Prison's too good for you. So, at the conclusion of all of that, Kit gets released when it is confirmed that Doc Threadson is, in fact, bloody face. He 
blackmails Monsignor into returning the baby and releasing Grace. And he goes home to where he finds Alma with a baby as well. Just big old happy polygamous family. Yep. Yep. He got two wives. I mean, what's he going to do? Take care of them. Exactly. Like, I... Here's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't think he was choosing polygamy. He got kind of like... No, his wife was dead. Yeah, he just like kind of fell into polygamy, which is a little bit different in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't choose polygamy. Polygamy chose Please me. Chose me. <laughs> so oh, sure, I'll do oh. it. <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'd be with both of them. I might just be like, listen, one of you is getting child support each month. And they could just, you know... Flip a coin. <laughs> Flip a coin. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we see Lana visiting a woman so that she can perform an abortion on her. And Lana thinks back on everything that she has gone through all her time and experiences and decides that she ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she literally and, like grabs the girl's hand. She's like, you know what? No more death. And so a few months later, she goes back to get Judy, Judy, <laughs> Judy, Judy. <laughs> but oh, when she gets there, Timothy tells her and the detectives that Judy committed suicide. But Judy is in fact alive. But deep within the bowels of Briarcliff. Like, when they show her, it looks like she's at fucking Azkaban. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, um, okay, Sirius Black? Like, what the she's fuck? She's actually Sirius Black. <laughs> Sirius Black. Sirius Black. Um, so then Alana gives birth, but doesn't want to be around the baby um or any of that the nurse brings the infant who is allergic to formula oh yeah i forgot okay that's why mm. that's why i did my formula <laughs> she hopes that lana will agree to let the baby eat to calm him down lana rejects the baby but then changes her mind after hearing him hollering and um, as the baby starts to calm and nurse on her, she sits back and looks at the crucifix above her bed. And from her view, it is upside down. Not good. Not good. Alrighty, so there is episode 11, Spilt Milk. And we'll move right along to episode 12 continuum sorry i had to get some juice not juice (laughs) so we start with seeing kit alma and grace living their illegal polygamy life (laughs) with their kids and kit tries to calm alma's fear that the aliens are going to return while she Grace is triggered. Is like, Let him return. Alma is so triggered. I love She's like the aliens. She does. 
crisis too into him. Psycho bitch. <laughs> oh, but she ain't having none of it. She's not. She, she is not having it. She literally is an axe murderer and murders Grace with an axe. Oh, yeah. See, like, Grace is, like, uh, drawing all these pictures of the aliens and stuff. And almost like, I am not doing this. I don't want to I don't want to talk about aliens. I don't want nothing to do with no aliens. And then eventually she's just like, you know what? I've had it. And she axe murders her. Mm-hmm. So back at the asylum. You know, like back at the ranch. <laughs> back at the asylum. <laughs> Judy is now known as Betty Drake. Drag name. Had her. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Betty Drake, performing the name game. Uh uh-uh. She has had a name change because they faked her death. That's a lot of work. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, Monsignor Howard goes to tell her that he is leaving to be the cardinal of New York and that the asylum has been donated to the state and promises that he's going to get her out. But just like every man, he's lying. Yeah, so eventually the inmates from the prison overflow get brought into the asylum and this Jude slash Judy slash Betty Drake hallucinates that her roommate is the angel of death and that she is after her. And it's so funny. I'm sorry because I have Frances Conroy doing like this like accent like she's like a hard prison lady. She's like, hey, I'm after you. Uh, it's, uh, it's funny. I'm sorry. It's really funny. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's going to be funny. Anyway, Judy sees Dr. Miranda Crump, the new asylum administrator. Doc Crump tells Jude (laughs) that she has gone through five roommates in two months. (laughs) You said Doc Crump. (laughs) Doc Crump also informs her that it has been two years since Timothy left, having failed on his promise to get her out, and that Pepper died in 66. Mm. Pepper. Mm. Also, I did not notice this, but when I was re-watching it, I noticed that Miss um, Crump is also um, I forget her name now, but we're about to talk about her. She's on the Witch's Council next season. Oh, what's her name? I cannot. It's like the one we don't care about. She, uh-huh. She's the one that gets her eyeball. Who? Ballard out. I don't know. I forget her name. What's her name? Can <laughs> we look it up right now? Just doing that to get you flustered. It's working. Hold on, hold on. Are you like Uma in Descendants? What's my name? What's my name? Uma, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <gasps> A disgrace. Oh, it's her name is Cicely Pembroke in... Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That well, that's the name of the character in Coven. But yes, I totally forgot she was also in. What, the, what's the actress's name? Oh. 
Sorry. Her name was Robin Bartlett. You know what? 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 Lana publishes <laughs> Maniac, one woman's story of survival, a best selling book about the events that happened to her. What she has written contains fabricated events. However, at a reading, she is haunted by the visions of Doc Threadson and Wendy who confront her about her lies. And she's like, yes, and? Kit arrives at a book signing, and Lana is happy to see him, and they get coffee and have a little (laughs) chit-chat. Kit confronts Lana about how she has failed to get Briarcliff shut down again. Another thing she hadn't done because because she, she wants it to stay open. That place. Cause, yeah, because she wants it to stay open and she wants to go back for a vacation every summer. She <laughs> is ready. So he tells her that Alma had been admitted there, but she died. Kit tells her that Judy is still alive at the asylum, and that he has spoken to her, although she's becoming insane. And he visits her often and hope that I just ran out of breath. <laughs> you can breathe. It's okay. No, I just forgot to. That's the issue. You forgot to breathe? Yes. I got Girl. on a roll and forgot to take a breath. He hopes that the news about Judy Judy will light a fire inside of Lana and get that place shut down. But she claims Judy has brought all this on herself. Did nobody do this but Judy to Judy? Judy, 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 Babooty. I mean, did, did she lie though? No. But it's just mean because she said she was going to get her out. Yeah. Well, she's a sneaky little brown noser with a hidden agenda. Quite literally. That's the fact that she had a hidden agenda is the exact reason we've had 13 episodes of this show. <laughs> <laughs> so we flash forward to 2013. Johnny gets an autographed copy of Maniac. Telling the bookstore owner his plans for Lana, his mother. He will take the book, track her down, make her realize that he is her son, prove to her that he is alive, then kill her. Thus completing the hard work of his dear old father, Doc Threadson. You know, it's a menacing scene, but I also probably wouldn't tell someone my complete plan. A little bit of a loophole. A little bit. Why would you tell anybody your plan? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't tell anybody. I, I just realized that scene was basically a moment where we needed exposition of how how the finale is going to go down. But I just don't think it was done very well. Because <laughs> he just literally tells this woman, oh, he's oh. like, I'm going to kill my mom. To which I probably I'm would have been... I'm going to kill my mom. Yeah, that's exactly how he says it. Um... To which I probably would have been like, well, I'm going to call the police. 
So. Sir, don't go anywhere. I'm going to go get something for you. Yeah, just 911. What's your emergency? And then it's Connie Britton answering the phone. (laughs) No. Uh uh. (laughs) Wrong Ryan Murphy show. (laughs) No, no. Anyways, anyways. Alrighty. So, there we go. Episode 12, Continuum. And so, yeah, that is all of our plot synopsis for this week. So, we will go into our next category, and that is Elsa's Cabinet of Curiosities. My monsters, the ones you call depraved, they are the beautiful, heroic ones. They offer their oddity to the world. They provide a laugh or a fright to people in need of entertainment. And with the season now pretty much at its very end, we don't have a lot of new characters. But um, And we already just talked about her, so I really don't know why I'm doing this. But we do have Miss Crump. So I think we'll give her a nice little shout out here. I am kind of obsessed with the name Crump now. Makes me think of... Romp? Domp? <laughs> I'd say... <laughs> anyway, yes. Miss um, Crump. This is, of course, played by Miss Robin Bartlett, who will return next season in Coven. Um, so, yes, that's pretty much all of the new characters for this episode we're kind of just working with the cast we've already got at this point Mm -hmm. yes so we'll move swiftly on to our final category of the week and that is the briarcliff jukebox pack your camel no gerard it's not a cigarette machine it's a great big music box and for our maiden number i would like to dedicate this one to our newest resident patient number g2573 Miss Judy Martin. Enjoy. And we actually have some really great music in these episodes. In Spilt Milk, we actually have some instrumental um, from Candyman that is played when Lana is exiting Briarcliff um, with the tape. And it is masterful. It is such a well-put-together scene that is only made better with the music. Um, and I mean, it's like, I'm probably actually going to post it on social because it's so good. Like, everyone needs to see this at least once. So, yeah, that music is played. Then, in Spilt Milk, there is um, Our Day Will Come by Ruby and the Romantics. And then Love Potion number 9 by The Searchers. And then in Continuum, we have Let's Live for Today by The Grassroots, Eve of Destruction by Barry Maguire, All Along the Watchtower by The Jimi Hendrix Ex- Experience, and Takedown Bly, Bly, well, not Bly Manor, by Blue Stahl. Stolly? Stolly. Can't say that name. But awesome songs in these episodes. Um, really. Uh, hammering into some of that late 60s or mid to late 60s music. Um, really great stuff here. 
So, yeah, that is pretty much all we have for this week. And next time, we will be diving into the finale of Asylum, Madness Ends. It is a jam-packed, iconic episode, and we are going to just break that sucker down. I'm so excited. Um, so, all right. You can find this podcast on socials at Die in Their Pod. Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at Taylor D H E R T Y on Instagram at Taylor D H D Oh my god. Taylor D H E R T Y 93. And where can the audience find you, Haley Grace? H G H Evans. Consistent queen across all social media. And actually, while you're on your phone right now listening to this podcast, Go to wherever you rate your podcast and give us a nice little rating. Give us a nice review. Say something nice. If you give us a two, we're going to find you. I will will honestly be very bothered. Not that I can do much about it, but don't do that. Don't be that person because we're not a bad podcast, okay? We We might not be like saving the world here, but we're giving you important information every week. Every week. Every single Every week. week. Every week. Alrighty. So, see you later. Bye. Bye.